brought to you by Communications by Design. This is the Transforming Learning Podcast, where we talk with teachers about classroom strategies that elevate teaching and learning. Our mission is to support teachers. So if you hear a strategy or idea that you find helpful, share the episode with others and subscribe to the podcast. We always appreciate feedback, so take a moment to leave a review as well. You can dive deeper into our resources and services or connect with our instructional coaches immediately by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevate edu. We hope you enjoy. It's not every day that someone makes a claim that a certain few things are necessary for every teacher in every classroom, for every student, everywhere. But I am about to make that claim. This is episode 9, and I'm Zach Ripley, here to share two things your classroom needs now. Now, before I dive directly into the specifics of my somewhat boldish claim, let me pause to recognize the incredible teaching and learning taking place in your classroom. By showing up every day with a passion for helping young people grow, you transcend the traditional way we interpret work. You know long before you walk in the door in the morning that barring some kind of miraculous anomaly, you are going to face adversity of some form or another. Students may scorn you for your efforts to help them learn. Parents may berate you for your commitment to holding their children accountable. Coworkers may belittle you for your focus on one thing instead of another. Administrators may even scold you for your delays in data entry and And those are more than likely but wisps wafting about the fringe. So when I suggest that perhaps you might try something different, do not think that I am flippantly bandying words. I am not. Instead, consider that despite my knowledge and the the personal experience living in the whirlwind that is K-12 education today, I am still willing to boldly proclaim such as this. Perhaps that will weigh my words more gravely. Therefore, I suggest to you that in the midst of the many great things, these are two that, at least in some fashion, I believe every classroom must include. The first is a culture of constant feedback. The second is the ongoing expression of student's voice. Feedback and student voice. By feedback, I specifically refer to opportunity for students to give and receive feedback throughout the learning process. Immediate, ongoing, and personal feedback. In a 2012 issue of Educational Leadership, Grant Wiggins writes, Decades of education research support the idea that by teaching less and providing more feedback, we can produce greater learning. The implication is that it should be possible for students to receive feedback at any moment on anything they are doing. Because that is truly and honestly impossible for a teacher to achieve, more sources must be tapped. Those sources can be anything, other students, family members at home, experts in a particular field. The key is creating a structure that makes such a thing not only possible, but fast and easy. Let me assure you that 
it can be done. Similarly, students must be heard. Heard by the teacher, heard by one another, heard by the community, heard by the world. Consider this, the vast majority of content, I am, yes, using air quotes when saying that, the vast majority of content that young people produce and share publicly falls in the form of social media activity. Enough has been said about that to convince us all of the dangers therein. But I guarantee you that students have more to offer the world than that. Stop competing with social media and start enriching it by providing opportunity for students to share positive and uplifting content. But that is only one aspect of elevating student voice in your classroom, the social media, sharing online kind of thing. It also includes, no, no, it demands that students speak into the classroom experience itself. Why shouldn't your students help in the development of the experience? If it is ultimately their experience, and one would have a hard time arguing that it isn't, should they not be involved in crafting it? Curiously, in considering empowering students by developing positive relationships with them, John Hattie writes in Visible Learning that feedback is most powerful when it is from the student to the teacher. I make these points as questions, but I believe we would all agree that for an academic experience to have the greatest impact, it must meet every learner's needs. Do not make the mistake, as I did myself with my students, in thinking that you inherently know your students' needs. Even if you've learned those needs one moment, they're just as likely to change a moment later. Hear your students every day. Feedback and student voice. Neither of these just happen, but imagine the implications of a classroom built on a collaborative, supportive, and honest culture, not merely as words in a contract or expectations on a wall or some funny poster, but in every aspect of the teaching and learning experience. Feedback and student voice. Thanks for listening to Transforming Learning by CBD. Continue the conversation with us by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu, where you can contact a coach immediately or browse more resources like this one. For more podcast episodes, visit anchor.fm slash cbdpodcast or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Help us get the word out by leaving a review and rating as well as sharing on your favorite social media platform. Remember to tag at CBD Consulting.